success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. We have an, another amazing guest for you. Amy Goober's signature program, Drive Your Life, helps women put themselves on their own to-do list. It's an engaging talk, small group coaching program, vibrant Facebook group, and soon to be published book. Amy's program helps women get into action using a unique five-step process. Women are finding success with their careers, health, relationships, parenting, and time management. Amy received her bachelor's in psychology from Cornell University. At 26, she opened a cake bakery called the icing on the cake, which became one of the premier bakeries of its kind in the Boston area. She sold it to her employees after seven years to become a stay-at-home mom to her three children. Her bakery retains its strong reputation today. In 2013, at 53, Amy began a career as a health coach and has since helped over 700 clients. She moved from bakery founder to stay-at-home mom, seasoned health coach, and now action coach and founder of Drive Your Life. Amy speaks on personal motivation, empowerment, entrepreneurship, and health. Oh my gosh. Welcome, Amy Goober. I am so excited to have you here on the She's Invincible podcast. Thank you. I, I couldn't be more excited. I think you are amazing. And the opportunity to have a conversation with you and your audience is incredible. I'm, I'm so fortunate to be here. Oh, Amy, I feel the same way about you. I am just thrilled to have you and to share you and just all of your greatness with our listeners. So let's jump in. Let's do this. Let's tell our listeners, how in the world did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? Yeah, I have kind of um, an interesting path. And I, I try to help women realize that life is really like a game board you know, and so you start and you keep going and you just keep going. Um, I think of it more like shoots and ladders. There's ups and downs, which I know we're going to talk about later. But my path is um, I went to Cornell, as you said, I was going to be um, a psychology. I was a psychology uh, master and I wanted to go to psych grad school, but I ended up moving to Boston with my very best friend with no job. And in those days, which I'll date myself and tell you, that was 1981, women were secretaries. That's it. 
didn't matter where you went to school or anything else. So I ended up getting a secretarial job in advertising. And I thought that was really fun until I realized secretaries don't really think for themselves. They're typing other people's words and taking their phone messages. So I pushed myself for four years to try to get to account executive, which was a huge goal of mine. It looked, I don't know, those women had briefcases. They were hailing taxis. You know, they were doing all what looked really cool to me as, as a new college grad. And I got there and it was a very male dominated world. And it was only when I got there that I looked around, I was like, hey, you know, this isn't really what I thought it was going to be. And that happens in life right? We have a goal, we get there and we look around and say, I don't know. So in the meantime, I had been cake decorating, which you probably didn't see that coming, but I had loved cake decorating from the time I was a little girl. And I had really created it into like a passionate hobby. It, it wasn't just a hobby. You know, I was really doing it and I took courses and I taught courses and I was bringing these cakes into the ad agency, right? Cause every class ended with a cake. And so Everybody there was like, you should open a bakery. <laughs> so at 26, I thought, yeah, I think I will. <laughs> Looking back on it, I really don't even believe that was me, but it was. And I opened this cake bakery, the icing on the cake, with a lot of support from the people in the ad agency. They created the name. They created the logo, which looked like pink icing. The PR woman got me into the Boston Globe magazine section, which was impossible you know, to get into for PR. And I started this bakery knowing nothing about business and nothing about owning a bakery or even working in a bakery. So that was an incredible chapter in my life and my husband's, my now husband, because we were dating then. And I created this, what became a very uh, big, well-known bakery in the Boston area, doing huge corporate cakes. So then uh, I became, I got married, became pregnant, and I really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I was raised by a stay-at-home mom, and it was just something that was really important to me. So I sold my bakery when I had my, my daughter was an infant, and I became a stay-at-home mom, and I did, I just jumped into that, and I met a lot of people, and I ended up having three children over nine years. And then, as you said, in 2013, at 53, I was once again trying to lose weight. I did this weight loss program and thought, I could be a weight loss coach, you know, because I wanted to help people. <laughs> so I started that and built a big business there and then started um, Drive Your Life when I was turning 60. And I know we're going to talk about that. So I don't, won't delve too much into that, but I really wanted to help women move forward in their lives. And I felt that this was the best way possible. So that's kind of how I got here, Cammie. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's such a fun story. Such a fun story. So yeah. So tell us what makes you invincible. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Um, I think it's really two things. One is that when things change in my life, I really push forward, you know, and that's something that you either are born with or you can develop. Anybody can develop that. It's when you face a challenge, instead of going back or staying still, you move forward. And for me, I've always taken on big challenges. So um, I moved to Boston. We didn't know anybody. You know, I opened this bakery crazy. Nobody does that, but I did. Um, I had three children and in my husband's and my family, everybody had two kids. So three was a lot, you know, so I kind of pushed the envelope there. Um, even when I was raising my kids, I decided that being a stay at home mom wasn't enough. And I raised money for, to do, redo all the playgrounds in our town, like as a volunteer, 
you know? So I've always taken on big things, the health coaching, and now this drive your life. So I think that makes somebody invincible. If you can keep challenging yourself, even at 60, um, I feel that that has really kept me going. I love that. That's amazing. And yes, you're right. You do big. You do jump big. No job. You don't know anybody. You move. You start a bakery. That's a lot of work, right? Not big yeah. risks, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. I love big thinkers, but I love big risk takers even more. So that's amazing. All right. So let's just jump in. I'm so excited to talk to you about a few things, uh, but one of them is just about this, you know, drive your life. So I know this is a new program. It is a whole new thing that you've been working with all year, right? So, yes. so for a year now, and you are really helping women transform. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what it is, what it means and how you're transforming Yes, thank you. I, I am so excited to share this. Um, as I was turning 60, my older daughter in her 20s was saying, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, what is Amy Goober going to do? And I was like, I, I don't know. And I really thought about, you know, who do I want to serve and who do I want to help? And I looked around and I feel like women are such servers of others, right? And we love that. So I'm not taking that away, but we're serving probably an older generation. We're taking care of children. We're working. We're entrepreneurs. We're managing a home. We're doing the laundry. And someone is going to say what's for dinner, right? So well, there's so much that we're all give. And what about what do we want? And, and it's not selfish. And that's what I'm trying to teach women is to get in action in their own lives. It's never too soon and it's never too late. So I created a program called Drive Your Life, which will help women get into the like driver's seat of their own lives. And my purpose in it was to help women think about what they want. You know, take a minute and think about what what's one thing they want to improve in their lives. So it's not a full transformation, right? We all have wonderful things in, in our lives. We don't want to throw those things away, but there's usually one thing, you know, and even in my groups, I say, close your eyes and think what's one thing you want to change in your life. And they know right away what it is, or they have more than one. So that's the philosophy of drive your life. And the small groups are the magic. I've never ever experienced anything like it. You know, you create it and you don't always know how it's going to go. And I've run 13 groups so far since last summer. So it hasn't even been a full year. Um, I've had about 50 women go through the program because they're small groups and the transformation of where they were to where they are is incredible. And I participated in a lot of groups myself. And at the end of it, I would, and groups that were way more expensive than mine and just so, so different. And at the end of it, I would be like, all right, I have a stack of notes. And now what, what have I really gotten from it? That's tangible in my life. And my group is the reverse. We start where they start. And we just finished a group two nights ago. And I had them all say where they started and where they are now. And in their areas, they've made huge progress. So that was important to me. You know, I really wanted women to look back and say, this is where I started. And here's where I am now. And here's where I'm going. I love it. And what, what brought you to the drive, like just to name that program? Yeah. So uh, when I was 15, my father died and um, very quickly, like got sick and died. And within the year I had to learn how to drive, right? That's the age. And my poor mother was the, <laughs> the co-pilot in the car. And it was a very difficult time. And we cried and screamed. It was horrible. She was nervous. I was a wreck. So as a result, once I got my license, I really didn't drive. 
And the longer I went without driving, the more afraid I became of driving. And then I developed a complete fear of driving. Didn't have a car, never drove for years. And then when I started the icing on the cake, I was delivering cakes with taxi cabs because I did not drive. And eventually I rented bakery space, right? I had to get a car. And then I was delivering wedding cakes in Boston traffic. So I went from not driving to the scariest driving. And what I realized was if I could have a fear of something that everybody does naturally very easily, you know, what are some things that women have that they're afraid of or that they can't get going on? And could I help them there? And that's how I came up with Drive Your Life. I love it. I love it. And I know those letters mean something. So let's jump into that and tell the listeners, yeah, what does that exactly mean now that you drive, right? I drive all the time now and I have the cutest little car that I call baby blue. Now I name all my cars, like I'm all over it now. Um, But I wanted to create an acronym again, because I wanted women to come out of this program with something tangible. And now we have a whole alumni group and we all use these words like their regular vocabulary. So it really sank in. So it's D-R-I-V-E. And each week we focus on one of the letters and then moving forward, we fine tune it. So the first one is D, which is define. So we spend the first session helping each other define what it is that we want to work on, right? It's one thing, one thing that we're really going to get going on. So that's the D. And the R is realize. And we do this whole wonderful exercise It's just incredible where I have them realize what they already have inside. And we go back and we say, what else have you done? So one woman was the president of the PTO, you know, 25 years ago. She had forgotten all about it. And she wanted to create this whole Facebook group. And she's like, I can't do it. And I said, you just told me you were the president of the PTO. I mean, so we forget what we've done, right? It's so easy to just push it down. So that realizes all about what are the skills and traits you have that no one can take away from you. They're inside. I call it the suitcase of you. What are you carrying around in the suitcase of you on the daily that you can use as your rocket fuel to move forward on anything you want. So that's the realize that I is imagine. And we do a whole visualization thing because I want them to be able to close their eyes and picture what it's going to look like when they've accomplished their goal. That imagery is so powerful. So we do that. And the V is voice. And if you know anything about speaking and voicing, you know that when you voice something, it's got a much greater likelihood of becoming a reality. So imagining it is one thing, but talking about it is another. And we go through that. And then E is energized. And we talk about the first three steps. So I I advise them whatever they want to do, make the first three steps no longer than 30 minutes, right? Because, you know, these big mountainous goals we have, what do we do? We push them off and push them off because it's too scary. It's too long term. So we break everything down. So that's the D-R-I-V-E. And it works. And even toward the end of the 12 weeks, they'll say, oh, I pulled out my realize and I refresh my memory of what I have inside. You know, so we use it as a vocabulary and it really helps them. And they utilize these things moving forward. So they're learning a process that they can use for whatever their goal is now. And they use it down the road. So I had one woman who wanted to build her business. So she did drive your life. She completed it. She did amazingly. And then She messaged me back like a month or two later and said, I'm running for councilwoman now, and I'm going to use the drive your life system to get me there. 
So I was like, okay, I'm teaching and they're learning and I really want them to have a whole bag of tricks they can use moving forward. I love that. And you know what I love most? And I, I had the honor of, of hearing you speak and walk a little bit through the short, short version of that exercise. And I love that it puts people in action because you, like you said, you know, you get all this knowledge, but then you're like, okay, now I have all this knowledge and you never really take that step. And until you get into action, there's no transformation, right? You just are just somebody who has a whole lot of information. And so I love that that's the part, you know, where the transformation comes in and that people are seeing results right away. And I, that is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Kudos to you for putting that together. And I absolutely love how you use this acronym to really bring in all the pieces of, right. Of the most important parts of, of really getting into action and uh, being able to see what that future looks like as you create it. So Oh my gosh. And speaking of that and transformation and creation and all of that, like you just started this at this big birthday, right? So (laughs) what was that like? Because I talk to women a lot and a lot of times their question is like, is it too late for me? Is it too late to start something new? Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. So I really believe, um, I learned this lesson in such a powerful way, but I really believe that the things we regret in life are the things we do not do. So when I talk to women and I do also, um, whenever they say they want to do something, I always encourage them, whatever it is, make healthier meals, spend more time with their husband, start a new business, make a garden, whatever it is. I always encourage them to do it because just by them saying it, it means they've been thinking about it. And yeah, it's never too late. And I think like for me, I became a health coach at 53, but you're only, you're the age you are, right? So at 53, I didn't feel old, right? Because that's how old I was. You know, it's now looking back that I'm like, oh my God, I started a business at 53. But I did that and I loved it. And then, as I said, when I was turning 60, it was a big milestone birthday. And within the same month, my youngest of three was moving out to go to college. And we're so close and, you know, she's six years younger. So we had a lot of years, just the two of us, when my other kids were out of the house and I knew I was going to have like a big space and what was I going to do? And so it's never too late. And let's just make believe for a moment that somebody wants to try something and it doesn't go well. Let's just make believe that can happen, right? That's a win. You're failing forward. You're learning forward. Okay, I tried it this way. I'm going to do something different. There's no failure in in moving forward. And that's really what I try to teach. So it's never too late. And at this point, I, I try to teach. I'm always building women up. That's a huge thing for me. I'm always about the positive. And I tell them, you know, let's pat ourselves on the back for what we've done, right? We always say, oh, I didn't do enough. or I need to do more. or I should be doing this or she's doing that. And we say, wait a minute what have you done? Let's talk about what you did today, yesterday, last month, last year, five years ago. So I try to remind myself that also, which is, you know, where have you come from and and what, who have you helped and what are you doing? So it's never too late. And I welcome people to reach out to me if they need any kind of encouragement or nudge or anything. I, my whole goal here is to lift women up and move them forward. I love that. That is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. So tell me about, I know you have a Facebook group where you're supporting these women. So tell me a little bit about that. 
Yeah. So, um, I have a Facebook group. It's called drive your life. And my name is attached to it, Amy Goober. And, uh, we have about 1600 women now, which is incredible to me and I'm growing. And every Monday I do a video, a short video in there with, I call it Mondays in motion. Cause again, I want to provide service to these women, right? So I do that Fridays. We interview experts, a female expert, and then we do all kinds of challenges and it's all positivity. You know, I, Monday, I said, you know, it's, it's smile Monday. What are you smiling about? And women love to say what they're smiling about, you know, and so much of our lives is what we can't do, what we have to do. You know, it's right. There's so much on women today, so much more than there ever was. So I'm always like, what's positive, you know? So that's the Facebook group and, and it's just growing and flourishing, which is, is wonderful. And I'm trying to create a community there of women who are like-minded, who want to lift each other up. And you're doing it. You have 1,600 women in there. So you are creating a community now. And that's amazing. Yes. Good for you. That'll be your our next topic when we bring you back. <laughs> we'll be how to create the community, right? Yes. So I know you have a, a freebie. Yes? Yes. So yes. I was, again, I'm always thinking, what do, what do women need? And I thought there's so much out there on goal setting, right? You, how many lists? I mean, I could show you my to-do list. It's, you know... It's, it's so long, but what about goal getting? Why are we not talking about tips and tricks for goal getting? So I have a freebie, which is five steps to goal getting, and it's a really cool, colorful PDF and worksheet. Cause I'm all about you guys writing things down. So you see what you're thinking and what you want. So yeah, that's a freebie. And again, it's just a, a, a gift to try to get women moving. So you kind of can see the theme here. <laughs> I want women to, to feel comfortable moving forward. I love it. I love it. Okay. And you told me about the, the most exciting news about this big event coming in the fall. So let's share that with our listeners as well. Yeah. So I'm doing a retreat. And again, even saying it out loud, I it's so exciting and almost surprising. But as you said before, I'm kind of like go big or go home. So, um, I was approached by a travel um, professional who knew about Drive Your Life. And she said, I want to plan trips, but I don't want it to just be a trip. I want to bring a coach along. So we are doing, it's called Exceptional You. It's in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I'm creating a one-of-a-kind program. Uh, we're capping it at 10 women. We're almost halfway there. I mean, I think COVID slowed us down a little, but not anymore because everything's opening up. And we are ecstatic about the resort. Um, it's the Ganey Ranch Resort in Scottsdale. It's beautiful. And we have, we're doing our sessions in the morning and right before dinner so that we have the full day to explore or relax. It's a spa resort. We're offering gift certificates. Um, so I'm just like beyond enthusiastic because I think if you take yourself out of your environment, right, your chaos of your own life, you open your mind to possibilities. And then if you take time to think about what you want and how you're going to get there and you have a cohort of motivated women, it just to me feels like an equation for success and joy. And I travel a lot and you come home and it's wonderful, but you have your memories, right? Oh, that was great. But now I got to do the laundry now. You know, this is different. This is, it's going to be great. And when you come home, you're going to have a game plan of how to move forward. And we're going to have sessions before and sessions after. So it's really going to be, uh, 
the whole nine yards of, of um, action. I love that. Oh my gosh, it sounds so exciting. And what month is it, the retreat? So it's September 30th to October 3rd. It's three nights. And then because we thought some women, once they're there, might want to stay, we added a Sunday fun day. So it's optional. It's after the retreat portion and we're going to Sedona. So we've planned a whole day trip to Sedona and then back. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, I hope women realize that they deserve it. When you think of the money we spent on our kids' sports and piano lessons and costumes for dance, you know, this money we just spend on our kids and we really priced this, what I think is so reasonably. And we were able to um, secure a discount from the hotel that we're passing on directly to the women. So, um, I, I hope women invest in themselves. And I think they'll find it so worth it. That is amazing. So, so fun. Oh my gosh. So let's do this. For the listeners, everything that we're talking about right now is going to be listed in the show notes. So be sure to click on the show notes right now as you're listening and get to Amy. You can find everything you need to know about the Facebook group, the free work, the worksheet and lesson, and also all the info for the retreat. So Amy, let's tell our listeners right now where they can find you. Yep. So the best place is just my website, which is amygoober.com. Every single thing is on there. Even my drive your life, the next group starting in the fall. So you'll learn all about me and my podcasts and this will go on there. And I do a blog and I do a video blog. So uh, you can really learn a lot just by popping on there as well. Amazing. Well, this has been so, so fun. I just love what you're doing. I love your energy, your enthusiasm, all of the things, and especially how you are helping women transform uh, their lives, their businesses, their futures, and all of that. And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. You know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we not only bring in amazing women like yourself to share all of these amazing tools and education and inspiration, but we also have them share the story of their journey. You see, we make it look easy, right? We don't talk about the struggles. We People look at us and we're successful and they think we're lucky and they compare themselves and they don't think they're lucky. So they don't think they can do it. And so we really want to encourage these women wherever they are in their life or their business that they can do it, that we are not the same people, right? That started however many years ago and took this journey to success. And so right now we're going to pull back the curtain. They're counting on this, you know, yeah. they wait, they wait for this, you know, you've been listening to and you wait yeah. for it, but we're going to pull back the curtain right now, because if we're ever going to help women, 
this is what we have to do. We have to be honest and authentic and tell the truth so we can inspire them. So let's do it. So we are going to start with the good. So do you have just one story you can share of the good part of your journey? Yeah. So for me, the good is the drive your life um, program. And I guess what I would say is that for many women who move through their lives and are successful in their own way, they then get to a point where they feel like they either don't have their purpose, right? Or their kids are grown and, and they're empty nesters, or they're so wrapped up in two jobs that they, they don't even know who they are anymore. So where this isn't a particular story, it's really about giving, I want to give you an idea of what some of the transformations women have had, right? So um, we've had women completely find a new career. I worked with a coach who then realized that really what she wanted to do was go back to social work. I mean, that, that's a huge career change. Um, we've had women find purpose, uh, an empty nester who didn't know what to do. She actually talked about being almost paralyzed, not physically, but in, in, in her life. And now she's volunteering for two organizations, creating jewelry for sale. I mean, doing incredible things. So it's that getting into action, right? And an object in motion stays in motion. And that's just the truth of, of it yes. all. So that really is what fuels me is when I see women, uh, I had a woman ending two, two nights ago who said she's finally counting herself in. She's finally prioritizing herself here and there and not to the detriment of anybody else, right? We would never neglect the needs of those who need us. But she said she really feels like so great because she's doing things that are important to her. And if not now, when? It doesn't matter how old you are. Your life is going to go by. We have one life and you got it. You really have to look in the mirror and, and ask yourself what you want. So that's, that's my good and spreading the good. And now they're telling me how they're telling each other. They're now advising their friends of what to do. So it's a ripple effect. And I hope it just continues and continues. Isn't that fun? They're teaching other people how to drive, right? Like, yeah, yeah they're all driving instructors. <laughs> so you know what? I can't help but bring this up to you is that, you know, you have a 60 year journey. And when I ask you what the good is, it's right now. Yeah. So, so I want to say to our listeners, like whatever is still left inside of you, that could be your best yet. Yeah. And if you don't lean into whatever it is that's holding you back, you may never have the greatest times of your life. We, I mean, right. yeah, like that's a long journey to be able to say that it's just been in this last year that has been your, you know, the good that you're talking about and how many people miss out on that because they delay, right? Like, we don't know how long we're going to be here. You can't delay. You don't have time. Yeah. You know, you could be 30 and running out of time, or you could be 80 and running out of time, but time is not holding up for you. And I love that. That just really hit me when you said that, uh, that this is the best, um, uh, I love that. And I'm sure there've been other times, but, um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but but this is where you're, you're really living it. You're really putting it into action and you're really helping transform other people. And that, that just touches my heart so much. I just want to add one quick thing, which is yeah. I think the other thing that holds women back is fear. There's so many fears that we have fear of what are other people going to think fear of success, fear of failure, fear of everything. So 
I work on that with my clients so that you can be afraid and do it anyway. Let me just tell you, I am always nervous about something. I was nervous coming on to today. I love podcasts. This is my favorite, favorite thing to do. Favorite. If you ask me what's one business thing, it's this. But, you know, it's okay to be afraid and do it anyway. If you don't do it, you're going to regret it. And we said before, it's the things you regret in life. The things you regret are the things that you don't do. The things you regret in life are the things that you don't do or you don't try. So you have to push through that fear to get where you want to be. I love that. Oh my gosh. I call it punching fear in the face. (laughs) Yeah. Right in the face. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, this has been fun, but now (laughs) we have to talk about the bad. So tell us a story about the bad. Yeah. So the bad, um, for me, uh, I, I love my children, uh, you know, more than anything, but I think that the bad for me was finding out that two of my three children had learning disabilities. And I was a stay-at-home mom, so I can't blame that I was off working. I mean, I was right on top of them. And I think it's a commentary, and now they're older now, they're 25 and they're 19 and 25, so it was years ago. And the, the, the world of special uh, education and education for children with disabilities is way better now. Their, their eyes are way more open. But I first had a little girl who was very calm and great, and that was her, and off she went. And three years later, I had a little boy, and he was all over the place. He was like, talking about motion. <laughs> he was nonstop. And I thought, well, he's a boy. Well, this is the difference. I had a girl who sat and did stickers, and I have a boy that I can't get to sit anywhere. So... On he went to school and he was struggling with um, school and reading. And I remember a conversation with the fourth grade teacher where I said, I would like to have him tested, you know, in the elementary school, right? That's, that's something they provide. And the teacher said to me, oh, he's a clock watcher. He's just a clock watcher. He's just lazy. He doesn't even try. He's a clock watcher. Can you imagine So, and he would come home and say to me, I'm the stupidest kid in the class. Can you imagine I'm the stupidest kid in the class and the school wouldn't test him. So, um, eventually they, they did test him. Um, but it was, it's, it's, it's hard, right? He's a boy. So he got not an IEP, which are the real special services, but a 504 and all the only accommodation really was he was sat in the front of the class, but that helped him. Because really, what did he have? He had ADD. That's what he had. He had ADD. So he would sit in the front and he did better. And he went into high school. And it wasn't until he was a junior in high school, 11th grade, that he started on medication. Now, I'm not advocating or not advocating medication. But for this particular young man, it made a huge difference. And he then went on to college. He's 25 now. He went on to college, which which is wonderful. And he decided he wanted to go into accounting and he graduated with 30 more credits than he needed, which is crazy. And he decides he's going to try to take the CPA exam. And my husband and I are like, there's no way, like he's not a good test. He wasn't a good test taker in high school, you know, the CPA. And I will tell you that a year ago he passed the fourth and final CPA exams. I mean, I I know how hard that is. Yeah. I can't even tell you. So my purpose in, in this illustration, and I have a daughter that has been on a rocky road, is you got to keep pushing, you know, and as parents, 
uh, we have to advocate for our children and it doesn't always go well. So I'll quickly add in, I have, then I had a little girl six years later after the boy and she was so bright and so verbal. Um, I can't even tell you the verbal, like, so we never thought anything was wrong. And we had her tested after fifth grade because the teacher said she was showing like some behaviors. It wasn't the academics. And we had her tested and they said, oh, she's something about speech and language. And my husband and I were like, what? You know, she could talk. She could she could have done this interview in fifth grade. You know. So long story short, she was in 11th grade. She went all the way through school. She was top of her class. She was in 11th grade and she got a really, really, really low score on one of the standardized tests. I mean, really low, like amazingly low. And we brought her to get retested and they found dyslexia. This girl was 17 and had had dyslexia. And if you don't catch it before the age of eight or nine, you can't fix it because the brain starts reading a certain way. She had been guessing her way through because we kept saying to the neuropsychologist, like, how did she, how's she getting A's? We didn't believe it. We just did not believe it. And they said, she's been guessing her way through. So long story short, it was very traumatic. She was upset. She was upset with us, you know, because you look to your parents to say like, why didn't you protect me? And in the end, she got a 504 and the school fought it like crazy, but we did it. And now she is at a very, very challenging college. And the point I want to bring up, and she's doing great, is that she created the student group at this school for students with disabilities and she runs it. Oh, Amy, she is, she is a force to be reckoned with and she's a computer science major, but what she wants to do in life is work with assistive technology. So that's the technology that helps people with both physical and learning disabilities. And so, you know, I just say, keep going to these women, just keep going. Don't stop advocating for your kids with whatever resources you have. I love that. That's another whole topic we could, I mean, girl, yes. And women need to hear this because a lot of them are struggling. And especially I feel like the children from this last year, you know, being homeschooled and, you know, being online and all of that is really, is really detrimental as well. And so I love that you shared that. And I love the ending of the story. I love a happy ending. So that, that is amazing. And I know you're just one proud mama and you just, you deserve that. You you need a badge because it's not easy. Yeah. And I don't, I hesitated telling the ending because I don't want people to think what you said at the beginning, which is, Oh, that was easy tears and screaming and years of questioning the parenting, you know, it is not easy, but don't stop trying. And I think we second guess ourselves all the time. Oh, well, my kid is just like, uh, don't second guess yourself. Go with your gut. If you think something is not quite right, investigate it. Don't second guess yourself. Nobody knows better than the parent. So you know, keep pushing and feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to share, you know. Thank you so much. Thank you. And congratulations to these rock star children of yours that are making things happen. Amazing stories. Oh, I live for this. Okay. Well, here we go. (laughs) We have to go ugly. So I know we have to encourage these listeners, right? And the only way we can do that is just to really put it out there. So share with us one of your ugly stories. 
Yeah. So um, the ugly for me was trying to start this bakery with no experience. Um, literally. I mean, I knew how to decorate a cake and that was about it, you know, and, and I could talk and I could write and that was about it. And so, um, you know, my mother said, should you, what about, what about a, what about a business plan? You know, at 26, I go to my mother's, I think I'm going to you know, open a bakery. <laughs> She's like, what, what about a business plan? No, no, no. I don't need a business plan. I say, and she says, what about working in a bakery? Like, what about that? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So I stumbled my way through every single step. I walked into the commercial bakery equipment store and they said, how can I help you? And I said, I don't know. (laughs) What equipment do you need? And I said, can you tell me? (laughs) I knew nothing. I was baking with my little KitchenAid on my counter. And then I ended up getting like, you know, those huge mixers that you could bathe a child in the bowl, you know? So I really didn't know what I didn't know. I had no idea that there was any competition, right? Today, if you were starting a business, you do like a market, no market analysis, no nothing. I couldn't believe there were other bakeries out there. (laughs) And they were like generational bakeries that people would come in and say, I'm getting my cake somewhere else. And I would be like, huh, you know? So I was so naive that that was the drive. You know what I mean? If I had known, I never would have done it. And I think the, I can't say this is the ugly, but it is very, demeaning is I was young and I had my hair in a ponytail and I had a little icing on the cake t-shirt and the mother, we would have these wedding appointments and the mother and the bride would come in and the mother would say, you know, I'd like to speak to the owner. Where's the owner? And I was like, hi, you know? And so there was a lot of, um, negative, uh, talk. Uh, I felt that there was a lot of, um, you know, I wasn't a generational bakery. I was this young girl. You know, I, I didn't look professional, right? Um, I, I didn't have a daughter that had gotten married or what have you. So there was a lot of that. And I think the ugliest story, and I've never told this out loud. So um, the ugliest, if people really want ugly, here's ugly. In those days, there were no computers. There was no way to keep a calendar. So I had a big calendar on my desk and I wrote every wedding in and I was so careful And out of thousands of wedding cakes, thousands, um, one got written down. I wrote one down on the wrong day. So I wrote the wedding cake down on the Sunday and the wedding was on the Saturday. And there was no, there was no cell phones. There was no way. So nobody called to say, where's the wedding cake? So the wedding came and went. And I had no idea. And the next day we go to deliver this cake and the wedding had already happened. So that was like a knife in my heart. I can't even describe my horror. And the couple came by and I don't blame them. They came by and they said like, what the heck? And I just said, it was a complete mistake. Nobody called to tell me. And we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cakes, right? So I don't want your listeners to think I didn't know what I was doing. You know, it was an honest mistake. And I remember saying to the guy, feel free to punch me in the stomach if you want. Like, I just did not know what to do for them. You know, I felt horrible. I can't even describe how horrible I felt. I was crying and I was like, do whatever you need to do. You know, P.S. It was the lowest of low points. And as I said, I never have told this out loud because I'm so embarrassed and I feel so terrible. Um, 
we developed such a relationship, this couple and I over this, that when they when they had children, they came to us for their birthday cakes. So again, it seems like, oh, that's a happy ending, but it was torture for years. I still feel uncomfortable telling it, but it was human error, you know, but I kept going. Like there was a point where I was like, I'm done. I am not doing this anymore, but you know, you can't stop. Um, and what it created in us was we created a triple check system. Like, no, there's no way any other bakery has it. I can't even describe the check, the triple checking system we created after that. And we always called the function sites, but something went wrong. So I'm giving you the ugly. That was my ugly. Oh, Amy, that is, that is so encouraging though, because there are people out there making huge mistakes and you know, you live through it, right. And you learn from it and you're better because of it. And that is what it's all about. And look, you have this beautiful friendship right after that, which that's unheard of. So I, I just think that that's amazing. And I know that's going to help somebody today. I know that's going to help somebody. Yeah. And that was months and months of going to bed, like crying. I mean, that wasn't, I I wasn't just like, all right, well, whatever, you know, it was, it stayed with me long-term, you know, doing that to somebody unintentionally. So if you make a mistake and then you stop what you're doing, that mistake takes on so much more power. You know, the best thing you can do is apologize and make amends in whatever way you can. Obviously we give them their money back or whatever, but um, it didn't stop me. It, it, it stalled me. It stalled me, but it didn't stop me. I kept going. So I say to anybody out there, if you're making a mistake, I mean, we all make mistakes. You got to keep going. It's that whole action thing. You got to just keep going because there's more good you can do. I love that. Oh my gosh. This has been so, so great. Thank you so much for being with us. We're going to wrap up. And before we do, I want to have you finish this sentence for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. The world would be a better place if more people knew their own value. I love that. Oh my gosh, Amy. Thank you so much. You guys, it's Amy Goober with Drive Your Life. Make sure you click the show notes and connect with her today. And I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you are face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.